This is the City Place Church Podcast. Here at City Place, we build dreams, ignite faith, and establish leaders that win the lost for God's kingdom. From wherever you're listening, we hope that you are empowered by the message. All right, City Place, make sure you've downloaded today's message notes at cityplacechurch.com backslash notes. You're going to want those today. I'm excited about today's message. But before I jump into the message, let me give a special shout out to the three people that were baptized at our in-person service last Sunday. Shout out to Hector and Ron and Denise on going public with the decision you made to follow Christ. You know, here at City Place Church, we've made a commitment in this year to see God do above and beyond. And we've been asking God, God go above and beyond in our discipleship. And so shout out to every single person that's taking their next step in Christ. And I just want to let you know this morning that you have a next step in Christ. You might say, well, Damon, I've been serving Jesus. I'm going to heaven. Yes, but you, your next step could be that you get involved in a city group. And our city groups kicked off this past Sunday. There's a, uh, literally a group for every single person uh, in our church, online, in person. We invite you to attend. So don't just sit back. All of us need to grow in our relationship with Jesus. And so shout out to every person that made that decision to follow Jesus. Hey, if you're hanging out with us, we want to invite you to to take this three week challenge that you heard mentioned in church news. Take that three week challenge. Lean in. It's going to be uh, a good time connecting with you. And so that's what that three week challenge is. is Just hang out with us for three weeks just to see if this may not be a community where God will have you plant yourself and we can grow uh, together. If you have your Bibles, go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 10. I want to, uh, com- you know, continue on a thought uh, about not forgetting. Uh, several weeks ago, I preached about uh, don't forget. You know, coming out of 21 days of prayer, uh, we don't want to forget what God has already done. And so um, we had a special guest um, on September the 4th. Uh, special thanks to everyone that uh, sent birthday wishes to me and all those different things. Thank you for that. Um, we had a special guest, one of our spiritual oversights for our church, Pastor David Weir, was in person. And uh, he talked about gratitude. And uh, the thing that he mentioned about gratitude was that it's something that can easily be, easily be forgotten if you're not focused on being grateful. And so uh, it just stirred some things in my heart to make sure that we don't just rush through this season of our church, of your life. There's some things that's happening in the life of our church that, that if you've just been hopping on here uh, since, you know, the, the, the start of the year, or maybe you came in in the summer and you're like, man, I'm leaning in to City Place just to learn a little bit more. We want to make sure that you know what God has said to us for this year and what God is doing in the life of our church. And there's a verse that I read in Deuteronomy chapter eight. So grab your Bibles. If you have your Bibles, go ahead. Let's grab those Bibles. Grab your notes. Um, Having our Bibles is important and vital, so we want to make sure that you have those. Let me read Deuteronomy chapter 8. It says this in verse 10. It says, When you have eaten your fill, be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you, but that it is time to be careful. Beware that in your plenty you do not forget. Somebody say forget. The Lord your God and disobey his commands, regulations, and decrees that I'm giving you today. For when you have become full and prosperous and have built fine homes to live in 
And when your flocks and your herds have become very large and your silver and gold have multiplied along with everything else, be careful. Pause right here. Moses is talking to the people of Israel and he's literally declaring back to them the promise of God and what God has said that they're going to walk out. They're heading to a promised land. They've been stuck in, in uh, the, the wilderness on their way because there's been some complaining. I'll talk about that in a minute. But Moses is beginning to remind them like, hey, when you get all the natural stuff, that's a benefit of being in relationship with God. Don't make that the focus of your walk with God. It's like when you get the beautiful houses, when you get the gold and the silver and you make all that money and when you have the assets and the resources and your portfolio is full. That's when you need to be careful the most, because that's when you have a tendency to forget the instruction of God, the regulations of God, the standard of God, and you replace those with the things that you enjoy that's natural. So that's what Moses is saying. He says, be careful. Be careful that when things multiply, you don't forget about the one who multiplies you. Let's keep going. Verse 14. <clears throat> Do not become proud at the time and forget the Lord your God who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. Do not forget that he led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with his poisonous snakes and scorpions where it was so hot and dry. He gave you water from a rock. He fed you with manna in the wilderness, a food unknown to your ancestors. He did this to humble and test you for your own good. He was building something in you, Moses says. Let's wrap it up. He did all this so that you would never say to yourself, I achieved this wealth with my own strength and energy. Remember the Lord your God. Somebody say remember. Remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant he confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. But I assure you of this, if you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods, worshiping and bowing down to them, you will certainly be destroyed. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. We thank you for your word. I pray that everything that is discussed this morning, Holy Spirit, I pray that we lean in. I pray that we grab hold of your word. I pray that we never forget what you've done and what you're doing and what you promised us. Speak to us, change us today like never before in Jesus' name, amen. Deuteronomy chapter eight, let's talk about Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is a, is a book where Moses is, uh, he's nearing the end of his life and he's telling the people of Israel all that God has done. He's reminding them of the promises of God. And if I could go back in the story a little bit, in the book of Genesis, God gives a, problem to Abra a, a promise to Abraham and he says, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take your people from where they are. I'm gonna multiply them and I'm gonna bring them into a promised land. It's the land that I promise to give to your descendants from now until it's yours. When the book of Genesis is ending, Joseph, the heir to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, he, he dies. And the Bible says that in the land of Egypt, where Joseph was a leader, he dies and Pharaoh rises up and doesn't know the promises that's been made to the people of Israel. So he puts them in prison and begins to, to use them as slaves. And the Bible says that what was originally <laughs> them heading to a promise, now they become imprisoned. 
and they spend 400 years there crying out to God. And when you get to the book of Exodus, the Bible says that God raises up a guy by the name of Moses. Moses is one of the most pivotal people in all of Scripture because he is an unqualified leader that God qualifies to bring out what some theologians believe is between 600 to a million, 600,000 to a million people. Bringing them freedom after they cried out to God, God says, I'm going to let them go. And God starts to do miracles in front of Pharaoh so that Pharaoh breaks and lets them go. They get to the place where they get to the edge of the Red Sea and they begin to complain. And God opens up the Red Sea. They walk through and God brings them the freedom. Here's the thing about the people of Israel. From the time they leave, they leave with all sorts of wealth and cattle that they didn't go into that season with. So they literally clean out all of Egypt with all of their goods. And now it's like helping them as they walk out freedom. So they leave with freedom. They leave with stuff. Moses is leading them. They get to the Red Sea. They start complaining. Now, the reason why I mention this is because from the time they get to the Red Sea all the way to Deuteronomy, they've done nothing but complain. God sends fire. God sends, God sends a cloud. God sends manna from heaven. I read it in Deuteronomy. God, God literally, uh, they speak to the rock. They hit the rock. The water flows. Like food is being provided for them. Miracles are happening in front of their eyes. God has given them promises. Hey, listen, uh, I won't let the destroyer come to you. I am the God that frees you. God's downloading his standard to them. These are the Ten Commandments. You will worship the Lord your God and him only will you serve. On the seventh day, you're going to take that Sabbath day. You're going to rest. Uh, you, you, you know, don't covet nobody else's stuff. Don't commit no murder. Like don't commit adultery. God is setting all of these standards. They're walking it out. And every time something in the natural happens that they find as a resistance, they immediately complain. And they start saying stuff like, God brought us out here to let us suffer and be hungry. And so Moses would go back to God and God would send some food and then they'd walk a few more paces. God brought us out here to burn because it's so hot. And then God would send the cloud to shield the sun. And then they, they'd be like, oh, he's Jehovah. And then they'd go a few more paces and Oh, we're so thirsty. And God would send like water from a rock. And every time there was something in the natural, they would complain. And God, in his grace, allowed them to continue to move forward. The challenge is, is that on the day that God told them to go and grab the land, 12 went out from the 600 or a million people to go spy out the land. And when they get there, they say, oh, my goodness, this is just as God said. They come back and they complain. They say, Moses, it is how it is. But we can't conquer this land because the people that live there are bigger than us. See, there was this constant forgetfulness of what God had done literally hours or days before. They had forgotten that they had been stuck in a place where they were under the enemy's rule. And God had brought them freedom and they had forgotten about that. They had forgotten about the fact that God literally parted a sea <laughs> so that they can walk over on dry ground. They forgot about that. They forgot the manna dropping from heaven, the water from a rock, the clothes not wearing down. They forgot about the miracles that they were literally seeing on their own. They forgot about that. 
God, in his frustration, says to Moses, he says, hey, Moses, I just want you to know that everyone that you currently let out, except for the little small ones who don't know yet or don't have don't don't have an opportunity to choose between whether they want to go or whether they don't. He says, I want you to know that every older person that understands my promise, they won't make it. So they spend 40 years walking in a wilderness. And by the time a new generation rises up, God says, now I want you to tell the new generation what I told the old generation, but they need to go. And he tells Moses, he says, Moses, I just want you to know you're not going to go because you tolerated these people. So when we get to Deuteronomy, Moses begins to tell them to remember and not forget. In fact, over 25 times in the book of Deuteronomy alone, we, we, we will hear the phrase like, don't forget, remember. Because there's a promise of God that he wants them to remember so that they can experience everything that God said. And so in Deuteronomy chapter 8, they get there and Moses is like, and when you start seeing the hand of God on your life being fulfilled, don't you dare take any of the credit. Listen to what Deuteronomy chapter four, verse nine says. Or verse seven, this is Moses kind of starting the conversation. When you read Deuteronomy, I read in Deuteronomy chapter eight, but in Deuteronomy one, all the way through until the Moses dies in the last chapter of Deuteronomy, he's just going, don't forget, remember, remind yourself. But look at what he says in, in chapter four. He says, this is him talking to the, the people. He's again, reminding them, reminding them. Look, he says, what other nation is so great as to have their gods near them the way the Lord our God is near to us whenever we pray to him. And what other nation is so great as to have such righteous decrees and laws as this body of laws I'm setting before you this day? And then he says in verse nine, be careful and watch yourselves closely that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade into your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children. Remember the day you stood in front of the Lord and he spoke to you clearly. That's me paraphrasing. Look, from the beginning of Deuteronomy all the way to the end, he's like, hey, listen, let's remember the standard that's been set here. There is no other group of people on the planet that is as close to God as you are. No one else has a standard of living and laws that are as righteous, that puts you in right standing for living and for your heavenly father than your God. He's literally saying, following the God who saves is not complicated. So don't make it such. He says, now listen, Remember everything that your eyes have seen, every miracle that your eyes have seen, everything. Don't you dare forget a moment in time. Remind yourself of it daily and then tell it to somebody else. Tell it to your kids so that they can know how amazing the God you have served is and how amazing the rules that he sets for you, the standards that he sets for you, how simple he has made it for you to follow. Don't forget. Here's what Pastor David Weir said when he was with us a few weeks ago. 
He said human nature is to forget what you've been thankful for. <laughs> human nature is to forget what you were once thankful for. I don't know about you, but there have been so many times when I've moved on to the next thing after God has done one thing. And then I'm like, well, hey, there's a couple more things on the list. Have you ever been there where you're like, hey, you know how it is on Christmas where you may have three gifts and you grab the first gift and ah, oh, and then it's like, oh, wait a second, got another one. Oh, and then you get another one like, hey, and then you kind of look underneath the tree just to make sure or you kind of, is that everything? Why? Because we, it's our human nature to forget the thing that we were once thankful for. My kids, man, if they have four things underneath the tree, uh, Christmas doesn't last. You know, the unwrapping of gifts doesn't last all day. It's, that's five minutes. And then they can't wait to find their grandparents to go, hey, hey, you see me? What do you got for me? Because human nature is to forget what you were once thankful for. And this morning, I just want to focus on just this thought coming around uh, let's just take a minute, lest we forget. Let's make sure that as a church, City Place has been growing. I, I invite you to come to our in-person services. God is doing like amazing things. We're having amazing Holy Spirit moments. Uh, we're, we're seeing people being prayed for and God answering prayer. We're seeing more people saved and more people baptized than we've ever seen before. Your heart of generosity is moving at a faster pace than it ever has, whether you're serving in the church, whether you're giving of your kingdom finances, whether you're giving of your talent to serve, you know, God's house, whatever it may be. We're seeing God do so many things. And I thought, how good would it be if we just paused? Lest we forget. Lest we forget that God's on the throne and that he gave his son Jesus. Let's make sure that the gift of salvation is still available to you and I. Like, let's still, let, let, let's not forget that, rather. Let's, let, let's remember that it's all about Jesus and Jesus only. Let's make sure that when we get the new house or the new car or the freedom in an area or the, 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 the promotion or the healing, that we don't just move on to the next thing. We remember the source. lest we forget. So we're just going to take a moment. This is the title of the message. We're just going to take a moment lest we forget. And I was thinking about just a couple of questions that I was, I was asking myself, well, why do we forget? There's, this, there's something called amnesia. I looked up the word amnesia and it means a large scale loss of memories that should not have been forgotten. Memories are things like milestones in your life, memorable events, key people in our lives and vital facts that we've been told or taught. Like there is a large scale of memories that are lost that should not have been forgotten. Things that God promised, things that God did, life moments that were ones that that even though they might have been tough, we overcame them and God should get the glory versus us enduring them and, and still holding on to the pain. If you're still standing, you're winning. I think God deserves some glory even in the middle of some of our toughest moments. He still deserves the glory. Moses says, do not forget. 
Don't forget the fact that you've got nice stuff. Don't forget the fact that you've got some money. Don't forget the stuff, the, the fact that you've got assets and things happening now. Don't forget the fact that you're healthy. Don't forget the fact that you were once in, 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 in slaves and now you're free. Don't forget the fact that your God is close to you like nobody else's God. Don't forget the fact that the standard that he set for you is easy to abide by. Don't make it complicated. Just make sure you remember. See, sometimes you and I get spiritual amnesia and we lose these large scale memories that God does things in our life this morning. I want to make sure that as a church, as we continue to grow and God is doing things in our church and God is doing things in your life that we don't forget. Everything that we do here is about Jesus and Jesus alone. Everything that happens in your life where you see yourself overcoming and you're still standing and you're being promoted and God's opening doors, he gets the glory. Don't take any. Do not take any for yourself. I know you got to find resume. I know you're qualified. I know you saved the money so that you could get the car or get the house. I know. But no, 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 no. Jesus, it's all about you. Jesus, you get the glory for all things. Jesus, you're the one that healed my body. Jesus, you're the one that saved my life. Jesus, you're the one that brought my family together. Jesus, you're the one that gave me the kids. Jesus, you're the one that gave me the spouse. Jesus, you get the glory. I don't want any of it. I'm just making myself available. When you make yourself available, he works through you. Yes, you show up to the job. Yes, you fill out the application. Yes, you go in to believe God for that house, for that car, whatever it may be. Yes, you stand in faith and healing. I'm making myself available so that you can show off yourself through me. Lest we forget. And we have all these things. And God says, be careful that you don't forget. Lest you be destroyed. Like, be careful. You and I don't forget that God's moving throughout City Place Church and we're making an impact in our city and we start doing our own thing and we start strategizing without him. And God's like, be careful that I don't step away. And because you're doing your own thing, you never notice that I'm gone. Be careful that as the church grows, and you walk into a building, be careful that as influence grows, be careful that as your life starts to succeed and your home starts to, to have some of the nicer things and, and your dreams are coming true, be careful that you don't leave God and complicate his standard. Be careful that you don't change his standards to qualify yourself for the culture. Be careful lest he removes himself and all of a sudden, your struggles get more intense because he's not included. Be careful. Be careful. We don't want amnesia. We don't want amnesia. Here, here's a couple of questions. Here's a couple of questions that I want you to ask yourself. You ready on a scale of one to ten right now, right now, right now. Those of you who are watching, maybe it's your first time. Welcome to City Place Church. Maybe you're like, I don't even know about this church thing. So you're going to have to help me. Here's just a couple of questions I'm asking every single person. Right now, scale of one to ten, how is your pursuit of God? Scale of one to ten, how's your pursuit of God? One to ten. Here's what Deuteronomy chapter four. This is Moses again talking to the people. He says, listen, but from there you will seek the Lord your God and you will find him if you search with him with your whole heart. Listen, give everything. 
Moses is reminding him, listen, now you, you, you're, you will find him, but you have to give him all. How's our pursuit? That's the constant thing that I'm asking myself for City Place Church. Like I'm, I'm constantly going, Lord, am I, as the pastor of City Place Church, saying what you want me to say, doing what you want me to do, leading the way you want me to lead, so that your church is where you want it to be? In my personal life, with my wife and our kids, we're asking God, God, is our pursuit where it needs to be? Do you have it all? Do you have it all? Here's another one. Here's another one. Write this down. Write this down. What promise has God made to you? What promise has God made to you? That's the first question. Now look at the second one. Could you share God's promise if you were asked, or have you forgotten? What promise has God made to you? And can you share God's promise if you were asked? Deuteronomy 4, 23 says, Take heed to yourselves, lest you forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you. Do you remember the promise God made to you? Or have you forgotten? Think about that for a minute. Next question. Is God getting invited into your world when there are no requests from him? Is God getting invited into your world when there are no requests? Like, are you remembering that he is the priority? Or are we forgetting and only showing up when there's a need or a request? We don't want our relationship with God to be needs-based. We want our relationship with God to be love-based. I love you. I love you. Have you forgotten to acknowledge him? Deuteronomy chapter 439 says, Acknowledge and take heart this day that the Lord your God is in heaven above and on the earth there's nobody like him. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean out on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your path. If you've forgotten, I think it's time to remember. I was thinking about City Place Church. I was thinking about all that God's done. If this is your first time hanging out, maybe you've been hanging out for a period of time and you, you might see us talk about, it's the year of above and beyond. And at the beginning of the year, God spoke to our heart as a church and said that this is the year that I'm going to do above and beyond. And that verse is found in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, which says, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask, hope, think, or imagine. It's according to the power that works in us, but watch verse 21, it says, to him be the glory through his church in Christ Jesus. We've been settling in on that verse all year long and God said that he was gonna do his part because in verse 14 through 20, he says, uh, Paul is praying for the people of Ephesus and he says, man, I pray that God will root you in his love. 
I pray that you'll know how wide and how high and how deep his love is, that you'll experience the fullness of God, that you'll experience the glories of his riches, his kingdom resources, and that you'll know truly the knowledge that surpasses your understanding. He was like, this is what God wants to do in you. So we say, God, do what you want to do in us that's above and beyond. And then our commitment to to the Father was that, God, we're going to remember what you want to do. That's going to be our priority. So show us your love. Show us your glorious riches. Show us your fullness. Show us your grace. We want to be rooted and and found uh, in love with you like never before. We want your wisdom to go beyond. We want your fullness, all those different things. And the Lord said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go above and beyond in your prayer, privately and corporately, in your generosity, in your discipleship, in your evangelism. So, uh, so throughout the whole year, we've said, God, we're going intense in our prayer. We had some of the most intense corporate prayer time. When I use the word corporate, I mean as a church gathering together than we've ever had. We've given more. We, we, as a church, our kingdom finances, we're seeing God do more in our kingdom finances. We're able to reach further because of our, God's kingdom finances. We're seeing more people coming into God's house. You saw uh, Ron, I, you had a clip of, of Ron being baptized. Ron came into the church in February for Super Bowl Sunday. He was invited by someone in the church. When we met Ron, Ron was like, you know what, I'm not, you know, I'm just trying to figure my, my way out here in this church thing. Week after week, Ron, start, his heart started changing. He comes up to me, goes, yo, pastor, man, I just want you to know, man, I, I'm digging this thing, man. He says it just like that. I'm digging this thing. Well, he responds to the gospel message. And then I said, well, Ron, man, I want to make sure you get baptized. That's your next step. He goes, yo, pastor, I'm not ready for that yet. Okay, that's fine. Well, September the 11th, Ron chooses to go liquid with his faith and he's baptized. God, we're going to go above and beyond in our evangelism. I invited you to be a part of City Groups. City Groups is a part of, of how we disciple. It's not a program here at our church. It's a, it's a pillar. This is how we disciple. So we say, God, go above and beyond. And we'll go above and beyond. We're not going to forget what God has promised to do in this year. And we're going to remember to return to his promise, but also to give him the glory. So as we're seeing more people baptized and more people walking, we've had over a hundred people say yes to Jesus in this year alone. To God be the glory for great things he has done. But I'm also sitting in this seat of expectation going, Jesus, I just thank you that you said you're going to go above and beyond in baptism. God, I just thank you that you're going to go higher and higher. We will not forget. So write this down just to make sure that we don't forget. Write this down. Here's what I want us to do this week. I want you to ask for help. I'm going quick. Ask for help. John 14, 26 says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things back to your remembrance. Watch now that I said to you. If he said it, ask him when we forget. So ask for help just to make sure that we don't experience any amnesia. You know, that loss of memory of things that we should not have forgotten. After we ask for help, here's the challenge. 
capture and recall. Father, you just reminded me that you promised City Place in 2022 that you would go above and beyond in our discipleship. So, Father, I just thank you. See, I'm, I'm capturing what God said at the beginning of the year, and I'm recalling it back to him. Father, you said that in this year, discipleship would go higher and higher. So, Father, I, I just want you to know I'm not forgetting about that. I give you glory for what you've already done. I'm not coming off of that seat. I'm not going to get distracted just because kids' ministry is growing. I'm not going to get distracted because young adults' ministry is growing, and we're going to try to strategize on how to go higher with the numbers. No, Father, it's all about you. So, therefore, I'm going to recall what you promised, and I'm just going to stay right there because my responsibility is to, to see myself and our church rooted in your love, experience the fullness of who you are, uh, it, it, understand how amazing you are because you go beyond my understanding to experience your glorious riches. That's where I'm going to stay. And then you'll handle the rest. I, I'm going to capture and recall what you promised me. Which then leads me to this final thought. The pastor David said, human nature is to forget what you've been thankful for the most important thing that we've ever received is not the promise of God, it's Jesus. I can forget about Jesus. I can forget about the gift that he gave. And this morning, I want to make sure that as we wrap up our service, that while we're going to focus on what he promised and focus on what he said, that that doesn't become the primary focus. But Jesus is the focus. I think now would be a really good time if we pause to remember the fact that Jesus hung on a cross. He died for you and he rose again so that you could have life eternally. You might say, Damon, this is the first time I'm hearing about this. Can I tell you that the stories, are, they're true. There was a man born of a virgin. Yes, it seems impossible, but it happened. Who came to earth, lived 33 years, and he was the savior of the world. And he died for you. And there's a well-known verse, people wear it underneath their eyes, hold up signs at sporting events. John 3, 16, it says, for God so loved the world, that's you and me, that he gave as a free gift, didn't ask for anything in return, his only son, that whomsoever, oh, actually, there is something that he did ask for, believes in him, wouldn't perish, but have everlasting life. This morning, I'd like to ask you, how's your pursuit of God? Remember, I asked you about that amnesia question, scale of one to 10. Today, I'd like to get as close to 10 as possible by giving you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. It's not hard, you don't have to jump through any hoops. I am gonna ask you to pray a prayer similar to the one that I prayed when I was 18 years old. I grew up in church, I knew about God. I knew the Bible stories, I could quote them backwards and forwards, but there was still something missing, my personal encounter with God. And he met me at a youth event 
on a stage where no one could see me. I was just there, they just, there were just extra seats. So I was way over on this side and I prayed this person, God, if you're real, meet me here. I don't, everybody here, they're doing all their own thing. Meet me. And God met me. It's been over 30 <coughs> years ago that God met me. And today I just wanna pray a similar prayer with you that someone prayed with me. So with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I just want you to pray a prayer. I want you to pray it with faith because this is gonna be the starting point for you remembering. You're gonna remember this day forever. This is gonna be the day you remember that you gave your heart to Jesus or for some of you that you came back to him. Right where you are, heads bowed, eyes closed. Come on, say this prayer with me. Say, dear Jesus, today I boldly acknowledge that you died for me. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner, and without you, I can do absolutely nothing. Today, I repent of my sins, and I focus my attention on you as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying for me and raising from the dead. I choose you, and I mark this day as a day I will never forget. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, City Place Church, right where you are. Let's go. Let's make some noise for those that said yes to Jesus. It's so awesome to be able to celebrate this moment with you. This is the reason why we spend time with you every single Sunday. The decision you made today, watch this. This is a moment where as a church, we honor God and we will not forget this moment because we got to share this moment with you. We won't forget, I promise you, lest we forget, we won't forget. Nah, no amnesia here that on this day, September the 18th, so many of you said yes to Jesus. And so here's just a couple of things that I want you to do. There's a connection card online, cityplacechurch.com backslash card that we want you to fill out. Let us know the decision that you made today. That's the first thing. Maybe there's a prayer request, something you may be believing God for, something to celebrate, I don't know what it may be. Fill out that connection card, and then on that same card, I want you to sign up for a city group. Sign up for a city group. We want to welcome you into the community. Why? Because God is doing above and beyond in our discipleship, and every person needs to be in a life-giving community. And then over the next few weeks, you'll be hearing about another opportunity for you to go liquid with your faith and be baptized, uh, and us getting the chance to celebrate that with you. So just a couple of next steps right there. This is our time to give at City Place Church. We believe in being generous. One of our core values, I'm gonna say it over and over again as we live to give. And so God gives you and I seed the soul. It's in Corinthians, Paul says, God gives you seed the soul, bread to eat. And so we just ask you to ask the Holy Spirit, what would he have you do as you give this morning? We're so grateful to be able to partner with you to impact the kingdom of God, but also to just be able to move as the church of Jesus Christ in the city of Orlando. So let me pray, and then we're gonna pray over your week as well at the same time. Father, we love you today. Thank you for those that said yes to you. Jesus, we're so grateful that we get to serve you in a bold way. Jesus, we choose to remember today, we will not have spiritual amnesia and forgetting those moments that we should never have forgotten. So Father, we call to remembrance your faithfulness and your goodness today. Again, thank you for those that said yes to you. Bless our tithe and our offering. It is an act of worship, and we 
recognize that the resources that we have in our natural life, it's because of you. And so us bringing it back to you is worship. I pray that you bless our week. You keep your hand on us. You guide us, protect us, and allow us to recall your promises as we pursue Jesus at a level 10. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great week, City Place. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe. And you can share with your friends. Take a screenshot, post on your social media stories, and tag us at City Place Church.